Today is Tuesday, October 25th. The title for our devotional is Judge Not. Yesterday, I introduced our topic for this week as finger pointing. In a polarized culture, we are taught to point the finger at the other side, maximizing their flaws and minimizing our own. This is not the way of Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches his followers a very important lesson. Matthew 7, 1 through 6, we read, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Now, verse 6 seems a little out of place. For now, don't get caught up on that. We'll discuss it in a couple of days. Previously in this sermon, Jesus has called his disciples to an incredibly high standard of righteousness. Jesus spends most of chapter 5 moving the conception of sin from behavior to the motive. Murder is wrong, but the sin starts with anger. Adultery is wrong, but the sin starts with lust. Jesus closes this section by saying that they must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Prior to this, he says that their righteousness must surpass that of the Pharisees. With all of this, his disciples could become quite judgmental towards others. This teaching, however, reveals that judgmentalism is also not the way of Jesus. Now, verse 1 is one of the most commonly quoted and misquoted verses in the Bible. This is understandable as it requires some finesse to interpret it properly. First of all, the word translated judge can mean either to analyze and evaluate, or it can mean to condemn and to punish. In a parallel teaching in Luke 6, 37-38, Jesus uses two different terms, judge, as he does here, the same word, but also another term, condemn. So he could here be using the term in either sense. Since the Luke passage uses both, we're charged not to do either. So the debate kind of seems irrelevant to me. The next difficulty with the text is in the second phrase of verse 1, or you too will be judged. Is this referring to a return judgment from other people or an eschatological judgment from God? Either is possible. The immediate context doesn't really dictate one or the other. It is, however, a common teaching of Jesus that our treatment of others is reflective of God's treatment of us. Matthew 6, 14 to 15, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Matthew 5, 22, But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. The parable of the unmerciful servant in Matthew 18, 21-35 is another example of this. Therefore, I think it seems best to take this as a divine passive, as it is a common method of teaching that Jesus employs. The sense then is this, don't judge others, for you will be judged by God to the same degree that you judge them. This then draws us to the grace and mercy of God towards us and the heart of the gospel. We are sinful in nature indeed. Our sin is a violation of what God has said to be righteous and good. God, however, chooses to show grace and mercy to those in Christ by freely forgiving their sins by means of Jesus' atonement on the cross. This is a free gift of grace. Those who recognize that God chose not to judge them, that is, to give them 
the just punishment that they were owed, will respond with similar grace and mercy to others. Can one truly grasp the grace of God toward themselves and not generally desire to show grace and mercy to others? We, however, can't just read that one line without taking into account the rest of what Jesus says here. The rest of what he says explains what he means by this line more clearly to give us the primary point. This will pick up tomorrow. For reflection time today, reflect on the grace of God towards you. How has God judged you? This provides the framework for how we ought to judge others. In this judgment, we don't ignore sin. We don't call evil good or excuse it. Instead, we acknowledge it, but our general posture towards it is one of grace and mercy. For that is how we have been judged.